Welcome to Lompoc Foursquare Church's podcast. Enjoy the message. Hey, speaking of God, we're going to talk about this, God with us. God came to earth. Just think about that. And he did so by becoming a man, by heaven opening herself up and placing her most precious one in a human womb. Jesus came not as a flash of light or an unapproachable conqueror, but as one whose first cries were heard by a peasant girl and a sleepy carpenter in a messy stable. The hands that first held Jesus were unmanicured, calloused, and dirty. For 33 years, he would feel everything that you and I will ever feel. He would feel weak and weary. He would feel a sense of failure and betrayal by those around him. His feelings would get hurt. He would be misunderstood and bullied and ultimately crucified. To think of Jesus in such light seems almost irreverent. There's something about keeping him divine and almost heavenly so we can keep him at a predictable distance. But don't you do that. For heaven's sake, don't you do that. Let him be as a human, as he intended to be with you, but also as God, who can do only what God can do in you and through you. Let him into the mire and the muck and the messiness of your personal world, for only if we let him in can he pull us out. Matthew 1.23 says these words. Let's read them together. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She'll give birth to a son, and they will call his name, which means, which means, which means, yeah, God with us. It's easy to believe that when everything's going well, when people are nice to you, when you're living on a mountaintop, not in a valley or a valley of the shadow of death. Whenever news is really good, when the baby sleeps through the night for the first time, when you get a parking spot at a crowded parking lot or at the mall. Now, the other day, I pulled into the Walmart parking lot. I was surprised how many people decided to go to Walmart at the same time I did. And so I came down a line and I saw it, the spot. It was kind of near the front. And I put my blinker on. I was so excited. And a lady came the other way, zipping through the parking lot in a blue Hyundai. And she turned left in front of me and got the spot. I felt all kinds of emotion in that (laughs) moment. But I didn't feel the emotion that I would feel when I walked by and looked at the license frame. And it said... People matter to God. Love Punk Foursquare Church. So for about 30 seconds, I contemplated what I would say to her if I saw her in the store. Now, I don't know who the owner is of the car, but she would no doubt know who I am. So I looked up each aisle. I... And see, the real reason I wanted to speak to her was not because of my pain. It was because I was going to coach her not to do that to someone else or take off the license frame, right? Come on, come on. But I got over it real quick. I thought, dear God, I'm going to be preaching from Psalm 84. If you have your Bible, you can go there to Psalm 84. 
where it speaks about the peace of God in the midst of the valley. And I thought, Lord, I'm not going to be worthy of even preaching every Sunday morning when I come out here and when I wake up, I say, God, I'm not even worthy, like John the Baptist said, to tie your sandals, Jesus. I'm not worthy to preach the word of God. And I thought, man, if I carry that angst against this lady in a blue Hyundai, she had a blue Hyundai. Did I tell you she had a blue Hyundai? <laughs> if, if, I, <laughs> if I tell you any more about that, you got to stone me later on, okay? But anyway, I felt about, I'm going to give her a piece of my mind, yeah. And then I thought about this psalm. I thought about the valleys in life, and the valleys are far more significant than someone stealing your parking spot or not inviting you to a party or not sending you a Christmas card when they did for the last umpteen years. Hey, I didn't get a card this year. They must be something, you know, or they didn't like you on Facebook or whatever it might be. This is big stuff now. When we look at Scripture, it's interesting what valleys represent. Here's some things that they represent. They represent places where battles took place. Valleys were seasons of desperation in people's lives. Valleys were seasons of loneliness where people felt far from God or places of loss. Valleys are places of shadows, as I alluded to earlier, the valley of the shadow of death. And valleys were also a time of significant growth in the life of people. Most people are closer and more intimate to God in a time of valley than in a time of shouting and celebrating on top of the mountaintop. Now, I don't know how many of you really like to live on a mountaintop. I mean, proverbial mountaintop. More, more, more of that than in a valley. Well, between every mountaintop, there's another mountaintop after it, but there's a Valley in between, mountain, valley, mountain, valley, mountain, much like life. We may in our notes enjoy God on the mountaintop, so we get to know him intimately in the valleys. The loss of a loved one, the loss of a job, the loss of hope, the loss of, 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 of a calm in your spirit, an ability to, to forgive, but now you're walking in a season of unforgiveness and we begin to, to lose a lot of the understanding of the peace of God. So in Psalm 84, let me give you a little background. This is a psalm of pilgrimage. They would sing their songs through the valley. You see, the children of Israel every year would pilgrim all the way over to Jerusalem where the presence of God was. They wanted to be in his presence, in the temple, the holy place. And so in that journey, they would start to sing about what it's going to be like when we get to see the Lord. I don't know how many of you like to have music on when you travel. Anybody like music on? Anybody do music when you're on a treadmill or elliptical or when you're jogging or walking? You know, it seems to make it go quicker, doesn't it? Or, or better. I mean, it's a lot of fun to drive in the middle of nowhere when you have some music on. It makes the nowhere place better. And so they would sing a song. Now, they didn't have iPods and smartphones. They didn't have Spotify and Pandora. They didn't have iTunes and YouTube. They just had their voices. And their voices uh, would, would, would say something like this, Psalm 84, verse 1 and 2. How lovely is your what dwelling place, Lord Almighty. Now, they're not yet in his dwelling place. But they're singing about how lovely it's going to be when, when we get together. I had a lady send me an email recently and said, you would never realize 
how much I look forward to Sundays. I just can't wait till Sunday comes. Now, some of you are going, yeah, it's Sunday. It's, it's great. And you got up and you came to church. I mean, thank you. And you're watching it online. You're in our cafe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But this lady says, man, it's Tuesday. And I can't wait till Sunday because we're going to get to sing God, uh, God's praise. And it's the most heaven-like we can experience on earth, she said. Because someday in heaven, we're all going to worship the Lord together. We're going to sing. We're going to clap. We're going to dance. And she goes, I can't wait for Sunday. It's a taste of heaven when I come to LFC. I thought, wow, that's great. And I was going to have her stand up here. She's a little shy, but I, I'm, I'm going to get her one of these days to tell you how great it is to be here. I mean, you wouldn't be here if you didn't think it was great. Okay, good. And if you don't think it's great, I don't want to hear it, okay? Because I'm going to sing a song that says, my soul yearns, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my, my flesh do what? They cry out for the living God. Here I am in a valley place. And my inmost being, my soul, is crying out in hunger for God. It's the same word in the Hebrew where a baby cries because it's hungry. It's screaming at the top of its voice, feed me. God, I can't wait while I'm on my pilgrimage. I can't wait to get to the place where you are. I long for your courts, Lord. I long to, to feel the presence of a holy God. Would you write this down too? Number one, blessed are those who find their strength in God, in God. In verse 5 to 7 of Psalm 84, it said, blessed are those whose strength is in you, hmm. whose hearts are set on a pilgrimage as they pass through the valley of Baca. Now, let me tell you about the valley of Baca. The word Baca means weeping. The word baka means tearful sorrow. And there was also something called the baka tree. It kind of looks like a, a weeping willow. And from the very bark of the tree, it would ooze sap. And when the pilgrimage would happen and the Israelites would walk in the valley of baka by the baka tree, they would see the tree not only looking like it's weeping with its, it, with its leaves hanging over, but they would see the tears or the sap of the tree oozing out. And they would say this, our hearts feel like that tree. Well, we're in the valley place. But somehow, notice this phrase, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go, next verse, next button. Oh, from strength to strength. Thank you, Tyler. Till each appears before God in... Yeah, they go from strength to strength. Notice this. They're in the valley place. They haven't yet arrived in the presence of God. But yet in the midst of the valley, they go from strength to strength. Not from sorrow to sorrow, but from strength to strength. What else we find in the valley is not only a, a place of loss, but a place that is very, very dangerous. It's where the wild animals would be. It would be where the large bobcats or mountain lions would hang out. They would be animals of prey. It's also where the robbers would hide themselves behind the rocks, waiting for someone who looked weaker than themselves so they could pounce on them and hurt them. But, but, but here's what this psalm says. I might be overwhelmed. I might feel a loss right now, but I am choosing to go from strength to strength. I am digging out, as it were, a well 
in my soul, not just a literal well in the ground where the water could come, but I'm going to dig out a well in my soul and wait for God to fill it with himself. That's a beautiful picture. I'm not going to wait till I actually get all the way in the presence of God. I'm not going to wait till I get to the mountaintop experience in God. I am going to understand that Emmanuel, God is with me even right now. And, and without an intimate relationship with God, all your strength is in yourself and in your family and in your friends. It's all you have. Now, there are some wonderful people that live in Santa Barbara County. You know them. I know them. Some of you work with them. They're your neighbors. It could even be your family. They're good people. They're strong people. They're capable people. They can pull themselves up sometimes, I emphasize sometimes, by their bootstraps. But every once in a while, their bootstraps actually break and there's nothing to pull up. That's when they need someone beyond themselves. I pity people who all they have is their selves and their really good, nice family. I pity them. Because they're going to have a Merry Christmas without Christ, without a Christ mass, without Christ worship. And they can say Merry Christmas all they want. But if Christ is absent from their hearts and from their their, their relationships and from their family, what do they have? Now they have each other. And again, I'm not critical. They're great people. I know some wonderful people. I have wonderful neighbors who yet to know the Christ of Christmas. Could you imagine if these wonderful people we talk about, these really great servants in our community, these people who, who give of themselves so much, could you imagine if they also had the strength and the joy and the love and the salvation of Christ and the Holy Spirit to fill them? Man, they would be supernatural people, not just natural people. See, with an intimate relationship with God in Christ, when we get to the end of our strength, there is a divine strength for us. And it's not just strength when we get into the presence of God, it's an anticipation of his strength now. We're digging a hole in the ground, as it were. And not just literally, but figuratively in our souls. We're letting God come to fill us with his power and with his strength and with himself. Here's the words of the Apostle Paul, very familiar words, 2 Corinthians 12, 9. Let's read it together. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in, in weakness. Let's call weakness the valley place. In your weakness, God's power is made perfect, and let's just read on, therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. The good news is all through the scripture, we are called not to live alone. We're called to live with the presence of God, God with us. We're called not to rely on our own strength, but in all our ways acknowledge him, and, and he will direct our paths. Trust in the Lord. Believe in the Lord. Blessed are you when you realize you are dependent and you have power greater than yourself. I mean, it's a great day when you say, hey, Lord, I, I'm, I'm trying to live my life, but, but ultimately I'm going to live it surrendered to you. I'm not going to try to gain control or be in control. That's an elusive thing. But I'm going to trust in your power and in your grace. You sent Jesus to this earth. And you sent him here not because we're so capable. Not because we are all that good or that righteous. You sent him here to show us how much you love us 
and to rescue us from our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness and to make sure we had a way to heaven and to, I mean, to be with us, to be our strength. Psalm 84, verse 5 says, What joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord, who set their what? Oh, their minds on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. So the psalmist is leading them in a song that says, Listen, we're going to set our minds on that day where God fills us with his presence and with his power and with his strength. We're not going to set our minds on the valley. We're not going to set our mind on the drought. We're not going to set our mind on anxiety. We're not going to set our mind on anger. We're not going to set our mind on unforgiveness. We're going to set our mind on being a part of the city of refuge, as they called it. And even as we walk through this this, this place of tears, the valley of tears, and I like that imagery, because some of you in the, the quiet moments or maybe in front of others have cried and you wept because of pain and because of loss and because of discouragement or families tearing apart or unforgiveness or someone who just won't get it. You know what that means, right? Some people get it, some people don't get it. And your minds can, 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 can be overwhelmed by the situation and the circumstance rather than saying, I set my mind on, well, Colossians 3.2 tells us. Colossians 3.2 says, set your minds on things above not on earthly things. I set my mind somewhere else. I, I'm Romans 12, 2, being renewed in how I think. I'm getting rid of that old phrase, thinking, thinking. I, I'm not going to just think about how bad everything is. I'm going to stop for a moment. I'm going to pause and I'm going to say, Lord, you are great and your mercy endures forever. You're strong. Your current situation may be in a valley, but your mind still be set upon God. Your heart might be racing for whatever reason, but your mind can be set. Your soul may be aching, but your mind can be set. Anger and hatred may be on the rise around you, but your mind can be fixed on the God of peace. No matter what, you get to choose to fix your mind on God. Psalm 84, 6, they pass through the valley of Baca, but they, watch this, make it a place of springs. You get to choose. When you're in the valley, you can say, oh my goodness, look at the size of the mountains both side of me in the valley. I could never scale those mountains. Nothing will ever go well for me. It's going to be horrible. I can't go on. I don't have enough to make it. I can't do it. I can't get through it. I mean, you could just go on and on and rehearse this forever. Or you can say, Lord, I choose to make this a place of springs. I'm going to dig the well inside of my soul. I'm going to show you that I have faith to allow you then to be faithful to me. I don't know if you've ever bombarded heaven with prayers so much when you can't hear anything back. The heavens are as brass. But we set our mind and say, Lord, no matter what I feel right now, sense right now, hear right now, no matter what I discern right now, I'm going to pause and rest in the fact that you are God and you're going to get me through this valley place and it won't be long. I'm going to be in your presence. Oh, by the way, Lord, if you want to right now bring your peace in the middle of the valley... I'm digging a well in my soul. Come and fill me up, Lord. Come and fill me up. 
Now, I don't know how many of you enjoy the rain. I mean, I like the rain. But you know what I like a lot, even more than the rain? I like when the clouds are dark and it's drizzling outside. I go for a walk. I love to walk in the drizzle. Now, the down part, not so much. But in the drizzle, I don't wear a hat. I don't take an umbrella. I don't cover my head. I like my head and my hair to get wet. Somebody told me that the rainwater was good for those of you that are follically challenged. I'm believing for some more sprouts up here in the front and a couple in the back, right about here somewhere, okay? I'm, I'm believing some for some more. But I don't know. It, it feels like I'm somewhere else. I mean, I love Lompoc. I love the Central Coast. You hear me brag about it all the time. But, but I feel like I've, I've gone somewhere else, you know? And, and I'll walk maybe in a hilly part or uh, sometimes I'll walk up to Beatty Park, the gazebo up on top. That's a good little pull. Or uh, sometimes if I'm really uh, bold, I'll walk up to Lookout Point. That's a good hill there. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Good, yeah. Now, going up is not as bad as coming down. If you've got bad knees, you're coming, coming down. Boy, I'll tell you, you feel it. But there's something about walking in the drizzle. And the other day, I was walking in the drizzle. I, my, my heart was a little heavy about some stuff. And I don't want to just talk about myself, but I want to tell you about the practice that I did the other day. I'm, I'm walking, knowing that I'm coming to Psalm 84 this Sunday. I'd studied this verse for a couple of weeks, and here's what I thought. Lord, what if I right now on my walk, I turned my cell phone off. That was so powerful. I just clicked it off. Woo! I felt good about myself. Look who's in charge now. I'm a big bad dude. I just turned it off. There you go, iPhone. And it went, ah, put it in my pocket. That was great. And now I was walking, moving pretty good. Got my, my arms pumping like they tell you to do. I was doing pretty good. And the mist was coming down. And I said, God, I pause right now, even while I'm walking through the valley of Baca, to dig a cistern, a well in my soul. And while I walk, would you be kind enough to fill that well with your peace? Would you wash away anything in me that isn't right or righteous, that doesn't bring you glory? Would you give me peace in my soul? Would you give me an understanding of your strength? And I got to tell you, I was walking and I felt nothing, but I just kept persevering. And I kept seeing the image of me digging a big old well, a big old cistern inside my soul. And as I rounded the corner, I began to hear the whisper of God. And it was a simple whisper that said, I am with you. I thought, good, Lord, that's the series I'm in, God with us right now. And I began to picture Christ coming and pouring water into my soul. It felt so good. Then I rounded a corner. I made sure no one was around because I was about to get loud. And I just said, praise the Lord. He's with me. <laughs> I wow. I looked around the next block. Nobody was there. His rod and staff comforted me. It just felt good. I mean, it felt good. You might, some of you might need some free therapy. I just saved you 200 bucks. Just take a moment and be still and know that he is God. Could you imagine Moses? Moses is driving by at 75 miles an hour, 
and he sees the bush on fire, burning bush, and he takes a video of it, and he puts it on Instagram, and he puts it on Facebook and says, guess what? The bush was burning as he drives by at 75. No, no, no. God tells Moses, you, 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 you take off your shoes. In other words, don't you dare walk from this place. No one would dare venture out barefoot. And he said, you take off your sandals because the ground you're standing on is holy ground. Moses, be still and know that I'm God. Just stay here for a while and watch this bush miraculously burn but not be consumed. I want you to get a picture other than yourself in the natural. If the bush was on fire, it would burn up and be a big cloud of smoke and then it would have no more fuel and, and burn out. No, no, I want to show you something. I can catch a bush on fire and not have it be consumed. Can you do that, Moses? No, God, this is pretty cool. And then, by the way, Moses, do you sense my presence? This is holy ground. I'm here. Take off your sandals. Spend some time with me. See, when you're dry and when you're hurting, you make room for the presence and the provision of God. It's up to you to do that. You be faith-filled, faith-filled, and he'll be faithful as you wait upon the Lord and you put your trust in him, especially in the valley place. Number two, God never promised that you would never go through the valley. He promised that you would never go through the valley alone. Come on, anybody get a little partial amen? Okay, good. Psalm 84, 7, they go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. See, our calling as followers of Christ, is to move from strength to strength. Yeah, but pastor, I'm going from pain to pain. Well, how about stopping long enough to say, God, could you bring your strength? I'm going to sit before you, and I'm going to open up my soul and say, you're going to fill my soul for me. I am going to claim Isaiah 41.10 as my own. Here's what he said. Do not fear, I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. In other words, you don't need to hold yourself up. That's good news. Some of you are facing challenges physically, emotionally, spiritually, with your family, and the good news is you don't have to hold yourself up. I love what Rick Warren, pastor of Saddleback, said. He said, the shadows in your life are the evidence of the presence of light. I love that. There'd be no shadow without light, right? You, you physics majors, come on, scientists in the room, right? When I put light on my body, I look over here and I see a, I see a shadow. I see one right now on the pole. Look, look, there's a shadow because there's a light. And here's what Warren said. How do you deal with the shadow? You turn your back to the shadow and look at the light. Look at the goodness of God. When you're in a, a uh, valley place right now, look for the presence of God. Set your mind on the fact that you're on a pilgrimage. They knew that God would eventually fill them as they went to Jerusalem. Boy, could you imagine if all the Christians on the planet said, you know what? I know where I'm going someday. I'm going to be in the presence of God for all eternity. I can put up with this valley. And by the way, Lord, since I know where I'm going and I set my mind on you, would you come today? Would you be, would you be gracious enough to fill me as I dig a little cistern and say, bring the Holy Spirit 
and fill my soul. That's what God wants to do. God with us, even in the valley place. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Please visit us at mylfc.com for more information about our church. Thank you so much for listening.